Hi, my peeps. Good to see everybody this morning. Um, so I'm going to be talking about the third step and lots of other things. I want to focus on the solution rather than so much on the problem in my share. And just to qualify, I've been in program since December of 87 in Chicago and have been abstinent um, from binging and purging and overeating and undereating since March 1st of 1990. So very happy to be here. Couldn't have done it without you guys. Uh, many of you have heard significant parts of my history, you know, lots of trauma, lots of trauma in my family and in generations in the past. And I could march them all out now, but um, I don't want to do that. I want to concentrate on the solution and how the steps and recovery and all of you have brought me to uh, a place of being almost 72 years old and alive and alive and in recovery. Uh and it's sometimes been an arduous process. Um, I have had many challenges. Uh, you all, you many of you know that I'm a type one diabetic. I'm going on 58 years of that. The fact that I am alive is a is a miracle. The fact that I came out of binging my head out off when my brother drowned in 1980 and my mother died of brain cancer two and a half years later is unbelievable even today to me. Um, I wouldn't be in California if it wasn't for some sad circumstances. Uh, I came out here in July 99 and uh, the onset of multiple fractures in the last few years has really kicked my butt literally and I'm still wearing my full boot today and hoping that the healing will progress so that I can get out of the boat and be able to have life in its in its fullest, and I and I, I have to qualify that because life is in its fullest right now, and that's because of recovery. I'm going to read a few things from the AA um, twelve and twelve because I just love this book, uh, and I think it has you know the key in the door issue. I've spoken about this before, but step three in the beginning of step three it says. Practicing step three is like the opening of a door, which to all appearances is still closed and locked. All we need is a key. A key and the decisions to swing open the door, the, the decision to swing open the door open. There is only one key and it's called willingness. Once unlocked by willingness. And I can't tell you how many times I opened the refrigerator door and closed it and did choreography thinking that that was going to be the solution. And I was not putting the key in the lock. I was using the refrigerator to dance my way into thinking about binging. Um, so this is the way to a faith that works. In the first two steps, we were engaged in reflection. We saw that we are powerless over whatever addiction we had. This we also perceived that faith of some kind, if only in the program itself, is possible to anyone. These conclusions did not require action. They required acceptance. So, okay, we're at step two. We got acceptance. But then it says, like all the remaining steps, step three calls for affirmative action. We've heard that phrase a lot, but affirmative action means affirmative action. It means not doing things self-destructively, but realizing that each of us is worthwhile. And that's what I had to do. Sorry, that's my pump. Ignore it. Um, 
but faith alone cannot uh, solve our problems. And it's and on page 35, it says, we can further add that a beginning, even the smallest, is all that is needed. Once we've placed the key of willingness in the lock and have the door ever so slightly open, we find that we can always open it some more. So that's the other thing that's very interesting. You know, you may put it in the door, you may open it, but over the past however many years, 33 years I've been in program or been abstinent, it's always been a process of putting the key in the door and turning it. And I can tell you that though I've been abstinent, there have many been many times of challenge where I just had to keep putting that damn key in the door and twisting it a little further. Um, and, and so self-will may slam it shut again as it frequently does, it will always respond the moment we again pick up the key of willingness. So I want to, um, I want to do, I have some audio visuals and um, some demo things. That's why that's, Judy- Sorry, that's five. Okay, good. Um, Judy made me co-host. Um, on page 36, it also says, you know, I have to call upon something outside of myself. And the tools of the program have been so instrumental and especially um, prayer and meditation on a daily basis. So that's one of set of tools that I use. I, do, I meditate now every day for at least 45 to 50 minutes and I do deep breathing because that too, with all of the discomfort and all of the things that I'm dealing with um, chronically, um, it allows me to be silent, to be quiet, to get out of my head and into my heart to continually do the heating, the healing. Um, I want to address today the twisting, turning, and I love these, I love big words, okay? Transmogrifying. Is that a great word? It's such an onomatopoeia word. Transmogrifying is like trans translating, trans, you know, transcending, um, transitioning. Um, and so that's why, that's what, what it's like today. And I, I love movies from other countries because they, they have subtitles and you can hear the music of what they're saying because language to me and creating are so important. These days, because I'm retired and I have the opportunity I make stuff, I create stuff. And part of what I'm going to show you today is help. what helps me on a daily basis beyond the prayer and meditation and the tools is to create, is to make stuff so that I get into a different frame of mind and my body gets into a different frame of mind. So here we go. I have a daily routine, which I follow. I have a bunch of meds, 18 meds I have to take. and Here's what my practice is. I have to put them in an extruder, not literally, but I have to put them in an extruder. So you put the ingredients in the extruder and then I have to turn them. And what comes out on the other end is some pretty amazing stuff. So let me show you. Um, what I'm talking about. If I can find it. Can you see that? Can everybody see that? I hope. Nice. So this is 
This is what happens when you no, can't see it. Oh, you can't see it. Shoot. All right. I'm going to do, let's see. I don't know why it's not working. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to demonstrate. Sorry. I thought this was going to work and I may pull something else. So this, this is what happens when you extrude from polymer polymer through an extruder and then you put, can put it in, you can make all kinds of designs and put it into a, a metal piece. And I will get some real examples for you in a minute. Uh, and what happens is that when you're turning it, that's what my life is like. I put stuff in the top of the extruder. I don't know what's gonna come out the other end. And when it comes out the other end, it's pretty astounding. And it's not, it's beyond my expectations. It's not what I, you know, I take my blood sugars every day. I follow my routine. Some days I have a good day blood sugar wise. Some days I don't have a good day blood sugar wise. Sometimes I fall and crack my bones and I have to do all kinds of other things, but I just keep putting the ingredients in because the ingredients help me to balance my life and deal with whatever's going on. And that is a gift. That is something that I never expected. And I've been creating, making stuff since I was a little kid. My mother still, when, when we um, cleared the house out after my dad had died in 99, I found all these little scrapbooks and p things that she had saved from when I was two, three years old that I, because I loved drawing. And, and drawing, thank you. Drawing has been a save, saving grace for me for such a long time uh, and sometimes you know sometimes the key gets turned in the door and it gets jammed and sometimes the stuff in the extruder doesn't come out the way I wanted or thought it was going to be but it is what it is and that's what I deal with with the help of the program I um, sometimes have to deal with more than just mere extrusion extrusion okay what is this it's a pasta maker, also known as a polymer. So if the scraps I have, I sometimes have to take my life and I have to take the parts of my life. Not only do I have to extrude them, but I have to put them in the pasta maker of my life. And I have to push and I have to manipulate. And then when I push and manipulate and I roll the pasta maker, amazing stuff comes out of the bottom that I never expected could happen. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. So that's actually also a big part of my life in that I do things, I do, I, I have a routine and it, you know, it's beyond my wildest expectations that anything, you know, I keep thinking because I'm obsessive compulsive, that if I do this and this and this, it'll all be the way I think it's going to be. And every, every single day, every single moment, things happen, and I don't get necessarily what I thought I was going to get or what I hoped I was going to get. The other part is of my life that is a pretty regular kind of thing is that I play with little ones. And these little ones are so funny 
and they are so full of life and they are so in the moment. I keep getting taught over and over and over again how important it is to be in the present of my life. You know, I talked about these traumas briefly uh, and they have deeply affected me and they continue to be in the background. But when I have recovery in the program, they are not so forefront. You know, I see, I see events in the world. I experience my friends and family having emotional and physical difficulties. And sometimes uh, it's very hard for me to experience that because I take it in. So what I've been told quite a few times in my life is you can't take on everybody's stuff. You can't change all, everything that you'd like to change. So how can you be present in the world and be and be supportive to people, but not take it all into your heart? And I've actually done um, psychic work with some close friends on letting go, because that's what the third step is also about. It's about letting go of thinking we can do this all on our own. And this concept of something outside of ourselves, to this day, I still can't give you a definition of what that is. But as many of you share in this program and in these meetings, it's not me. My spiritual path cannot be dependent just on me. My spiritual path has to be one in which I let somebody else, some entity outside my else, of, my, of myself to be helpful to me, to be useful to be instructive. And I don't know all the time where the message messages are gonna come from. Sometimes they come from within. Sometimes they come from what somebody said. Sometimes they come from the, the weather outside. Sometimes they come from a beautiful sunset. Sometimes they come from a creation that I've made out of my own hands. And that's because I have to let go. I have, I, I, to me, it's a miracle that I'm alive today. I, you know, when I was diagnosed with type one in 1965, the prognosis was within 15 years, I would have kidney failure. I would be blind. I would lose limbs. I would, um, there was just a host of things that could happen to me. And today I, I sit before you and I have broken bone, but I, I have an insulin pump, I have a glucose sensor, I have medications, I have a support system. I have ways to do this one day at a time. And it's not about That's fixing it. Minutes. Okay. That's not about fixing it. Um, so the kinds of concepts that in program that have been very useful to me in dealing with the um, the difficulties and the circumstances are faith, grace, hope, and gratitude. Gratitude's a big part of my life. On a daily basis, I share gratitudes with a gratitude group, a friend of, of people from program. My original sponsor in program, we do a daily text with a reader um, from the program or related to the program. And I do this all with a sense of humor because the biggest thing is to laugh, to laugh at myself because I'm a character 
And I, I sometimes do things that are goofy and that's what makes life so fun. Um, I buy lemon pajamas and I buy them for my little, my little honorary great niece. And we put our lemon pajamas on and that's what we got to do with life is that if you got lemons, you make lemonade. Hopefully you guys don't make it with sugar, but you make lemonade and you drink it and you laugh and you giggle and you have a really good time. I try to walk hand in hand with the universe and with what the opportunities are for me, as well as what the challenges are. And I hope that in some way this year has given you some sense of what the third step has been for me. And it has been a lifesaver. And when I finish this, you know, what I'm talking about and, you know, um, I'll finish this share and then I'll bring the piece that was the piece that's like taffy. It's not real taffy, but it's what happened when I put stuff through the extruder and then I put it through the pasta machine and piece came out that I could not even imagine. So thank you.